No, I want to do a lip sync video of Wars um, Spill the Wine. I think that would be awesome. Welcome to everyone's favorite podcast about upcycling. It's Reclaimed Audio with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Phil Roots, and Tim Sway. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 55 for November 23rd, 2016. Uh, For some reason, Bill's giving me the sign language that I'm pretty sure is incomprehensible. But regardless, I'm going to go launch into our top Patreon supporters. This week, uh, it is Luis Gonzalez, Make, Build, Modify, Stu Morrison, The Godfather, Jimmy DeResta. All right. Thank you for that, Bill. Uh, Trust in Timber, Sean Petty, Scott Turner, and here's one that uh, I've been a bit of a jerk about. I didn't notice that we had one. His name is Andrew Reed. He's been supporting us for, I don't know, I want to say at least a couple months, and I, for some reason, have not said his name. So let me say it a couple more times just to balance out that equation. Andrew Reed, Andrew Reed, Andrew Reed. So Let's wait on the count of three. One, two, three. Andrew, Andrew Reed. Reed. That was terrible, but not Andrew. It was terrible. We were great. No, wait. Andrew was great. We were terrible. Yeah. Well, let's try there it again. There should be no confusion just, about that. No, we're not doing that again. That was, that, that that was horrible. Well, I was thinking so. we could do that but if the, while lip syncing um, Spill the Wine. <laughs> you know, we're, we're in different time zones. So I don't know if it's even possible yeah. for us to do that. Yeah. Maybe we'll do that in the post show. Yeah. Um, we're live in Boston on December 3rd. Ooh, Ooh what's, good plug. what's going on in Boston? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do tell, do tell Tim what's happening. Well, well the, the Making It podcast, if you've never heard of that, is uh, starring Jimmy Duresta, uh, some guy named Pachudo, and uh, what's the other guy's name? Bob Claggett. 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 Bob Claggett. Why they're are we having... so mean to them? They're so nice to us. <laughs> I, I don't know. Why do we play this game where we pretend yeah. that we don't know who they are? Why are you saying we? I'm being good over here being No, quiet. you do it too. Nice <laughs> yeah. try. Okay, fine. You want to know what then? Fine. You, okay, this is what I got. Okay, so we're Tim. Are you? What time are you going to be there on Friday, Tim? Here we I, go. I knew I, you were going to do this. I don't know. I'm around skipping, three-ish. Okay, I'm skipping a half day of work here, Wait Bill, and I'm driving for six straight Later hours than to be that? there. Okay, so the only member of our podcast that's going to be there to help out those guys is me. I'll be the one three? representing. That means you've got to be three times as helpful as you normally are. So, oh what, what's the net of that? Do you think? Seven? Nine. <laughs> it's like a prime number, but that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, so guys, you guys get Bob, Jimmy, Dave, you get seven over here. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, do, are we supposed to be there at three o'clock? No, yeah, no, no, no. Get help, yeah. yeah, I think it was because... Um, Actually, he just asked when people were going to be there. Three o'clock-ish, he flies in. That's... Uh, uh, we can actually have access to the the facility at at 3 p.m. So we thought maybe we can meet over there and do some setup and stuff. I told him, don't worry, I'll handle all whatever recording stuff that Tim was going to do and whatever marketing needs to be involved in purchasing, I'll handle that for Phil. I got it. You guys are... Don't worry. Just don't worry. He's got it. He's got it. He's got it. He's got it. Yeah, no, I'll be a little bit later than that, probably like more like early evening. But um, but anyways, Likewise. for for uh, everybody who's listening who is just about to turn us off because I have no idea what the hell we're talking about. Oh yeah, uh, it is the uh, the making it podcast's one hundredth episode. You don't have to write down H E L L. I can say that, can I? Yeah, that's you're, gonna, you're gonna mute me on that. We're you're not gonna beep that. 
I mean, it's not about religion. It's about, you know, it's about keeping it clean for kids. I think it's all right. <laughs> it's inference. He's inferring like he's alluding. They don't all know right. what's really going on, but Once he again, said I'm, a. We're no, you're a inferring. He's start. alluding. Yeah. We're off to a bad start. Of alluding. I'm sorry. Alluding. Yeah. December third. A bunch of podcasts are getting together in Boston to record our podcast live. You'll be hearing that in subsequent weeks. Uh, and that's about it all I'm trying to say. So let's continue on with our podcast before we spend 45 minutes on this, I guess. I agree. Are we recording yet? Yeah, is this on? Hello? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're not doing a third <laughs> practice in a row, guys. This is this is the one we're keeping. Jeez Louise. I don't know. No, let's start over. Let's start over. Yeah, exactly. Three hours later, welcome everyone. The, the heck I will. Yeah, <laughs> darn you guys. Um, let's see here. Okay, let's see here. We're on. Uh, what are we working on? So, who wants to go first in the "What are you working on?" segment? I want you to go first, Phil. Glad you asked, Tim, because I have a couple of things I wanted to talk about. Uh, one Did is. Do you want uh, us to not interrupt during this whole time, or do you want to just like have me? Why don't we oh. ask Casey what she thinks about interrupting people while they're talking? Oh, that's a bad, bad, bad idea. Yeah. Mm, let's get her on the horn, shall we? Anyways, uh, <laughs> did she give you grief about that, by the way? I, it's kind of one of the things that I do that is not the most amazing thing in the world that she thinks that I do. Uh-huh. Okay, I'll send her a text later. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, there's two of you now. Uh-huh. Well, there might be a couple more. But um, what I was going to say is, is I put out a video last week on um, on how to do really, really on-the-cheap painted graphics, multicolor, and kind of whatever you wanted to do. And I, it's gotten a really, really good response. And I kind of – it was one of those things that I sort of took for granted because I was like, well, this is probably super easy. Everyone can sort of pick this up. But some of the comments, like a lot of them were sort of like, oh, wow, cool. I never really thought about doing it that way. And I figured – a lot of those kinds of tips are the things that I'm sure a lot of other makers take for granted. So things that you maybe you think are kind of silly and trivial could be really like sort of ingenious to other people. So share those is what I'm trying to say. You know, if you're somebody who's thinking about making a video, then make that video. Yeah, Bill. I'm just saying you guys think I'm silly and trivial and you should share me and, and enjoy me as much as possible according to your own words. I think we should share you with other podcasts. In fact, I think we should put you on loan for a few weeks. <laughs> Izzy, okay, that wait, wait, spot wait. opened up, buddy. Hey, Welcome aboard. I, I want to say I want to say about your about your, your amazing magical um, tape peel thing that you yeah. think is simple. What kind of sorcery is that? Because it's I mean I watched it like three or four times. I know I can do it, but. You do make it look really easy, and it's not. I can already tell in my brain mind it's going to take me a few tries to figure it out. It's. Uh, I'm sure you're going to figure it out. I, I appreciate the compliment, but it's it's pretty simple, and, and all it is is really just doing it a whole bunch of times. I've done it probably, I don't know, about 100 times. I use it for the step stools, and I've used it on a couple of toolboxes and things, and I'm now going to have to make that stupid YouTube sign like for a third time. Because when I make them, I keep them right near my workbench. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. I'm going to look at it. Oh, look, it got splattered with white paint again. I'm going to have to make it again. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, I must really love doing this. So that was kind of silly. So I'm going to have to make it for a third time. But yeah, it gets easier and easier. And the colors just sort of make sense. Like, what's your base color? What's the next color? Cover this one, negative, positive, that kind of thing. 
but I had to deal with it a lot when I worked at the bike company because the paint booth was something that I would go into all the time and give tour whenever we gave tours to people. That was one of the things that was the coolest thing to see because it wasn't just decals. Every single bike that left was done uh, with uh, masked vinyls and paint. So, and I did three colors. We used to do up to six and it was intense. These guys were in there all day long. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. And you really have to think really far ahead. Not only the guy who's painting, but the guy who's creating the vinyls for him has to think ahead of time. And it's all engineered. It was, and a lot of the times it's not like one offs. It was really, it was custom. So the painter and the graphic designer had to work really closely together. So it was a really cool process to be a part of. Um, because the graphic designer worked for me. So I had to sort of really be part of that and make sure that it wasn't too complicated design. I'd always lined up dumbing it down because what the customer wants is just mental. So there's that. That was really off topic. I, I'm, I'm saying it's sorcery. Yeah. It seems like sorcery when you're peeling it. It's very exciting every single time. And a lot of the times, my wife doesn't give a rat's ass about what I do in the garage. But when she knows that I'm going to be peeling one of these things, she's like, oh, I want to see. And we call it the reveal. You know, like it's some like... uh I don't know, reality show, and she's super into it. She's like, oh, I want to see the reveal. So I'm like, all right, I'll get you a rose. I don't, That's I don't know how cool. that goes. <laughs> I don't know how that goes, but anyway. It's actually yeah. cool that you actually said the first uh, swear word of the podcast. Did I say rat? Yeah, it's fine. You could say ass. I mean, we're all adults or for the most part. you let me say hell. So. so, I mean, I don't want to glorify it. Earmuffs. I don't either. I, I personally, I find it slightly offensive, but can I pick the next one? No. No. No, because you're going to say the worst one. Um, and the other thing that I wanted to say was that uh, Maker Tech Reviews is doing really, really well, um, getting a lot of traffic on it, which is fantastic. I think I've got about five contributing editors and reviewers right now, which is amazing. Great. And, uh, and I'll put the call out there. I'm, I am looking to just really get a huge jump start in it, and I would love to get all kinds of uh, content from guys. If that means commenting on other people's posts, it, I've started a menu that is a request sort of section. So if there's anything that you want someone to review that hasn't already be, been reviewed, put it in there. And if you want to contribute, if you want to be a, uh, a reviewer, and it's just tools that you already own, so you for sure know about it, and it's super easy, you know, it's nothing crazy, then uh, then send me an email, phil at reclaimedaudiopodcast.com. And, uh, and I don't know why you show me that, Bill. I'm just bored. You know, he's, right. he's tired of listening to you talk because he wants his talkie time, but he's going to have to uh, wait a minute because I'm talking now. <laughs> so, right. Oh, come on! Um, you know, that, but that's a really good idea of having that uh, requested review thing yeah. because then people that might not – kind of like your, your your tip thing. It's like, oh, I know this little trick, but maybe everybody already knows it. Or no one, you know, that's the thing. It's like, oh, there's actually people that want to know how this tool is. I spent the money on it. I'm happy or unhappy with it, and let me share that. You know, that's a good I have idea. to give credit where it's due. I just have to check because someone gave me the tip for that. Okay, so Billy McCord, who is one of oh, the yeah. uh, contributing editors, he's the one who had the idea for the request section. So I implemented that in like 10 minutes after he said it because I thought it was an amazing idea. Yeah, Billy McCord is also just plain awesome. And he's a, he's, he's a proud uh, – uh, the type of guy that makes me proud to be a part of this community. We love you, Billy. Word. Yeah, good dude. He's really been amazing about uh, about – Sending me reviews and, yeah, very and just being on the side. He was great. Yeah. All right, okay, Tim, you next? go now. You. Me? Okay. Yeah. Um, so Saturday, uh, some some friends of the family, uh, they their parents, this guy's parents, they moved out of the house a few years ago and they're living like in a kind of an in-law situation now. And 
they need to clean this house out to rent it. And this guy, he had a workshop in the basement. He had all this wooden stuff. And so I got to go over and help them clean out the, the basement a little bit, just basically wood because the tools and stuff, the, 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 uh, sun is, you know, hands on and stuff. So the, the tools are in the family, you know, but they were like, Oh, there's all this old wood you want it. And so most of it wasn't really anything that I needed or wanted a lot of trim. This, what this gentleman made was a lot of very small, um, like he made, he would like someone send him a picture of their house and he would recreate it at about like three inches high, you know, out of wow. like trim and paint it and stuff like these wow. little models, um, all these like little main streets and stuff in these downtowns. It's really kind of cool to see all this stuff all around the house and, um, very detailed stuff. So he had a lot of like trim because it would be like already radius and profiled and stuff. So it was stuff that I was just like, ah, I'm not going to really use it. Like, you know, I'm, I, you know, but, but what he did have were, and I put a little bit of it up on Instagram where these, these old reclaimed uh, barn boards. They were three quarter inch thick, which is pretty thin. Some of these boards were 21 inches wide, one piece wow. of wood, 21 inches wide wow. by 12 feet, 12 feet by 21 inches, three quarter inch thick. Uh, wow. Most of them were 17 or 18 inches. And there was like about 10 of these, like some of them were only like eight feet long. One of them was like uh, um, about 12 inches wide. And it was like 16 feet long or something. It was like longer than my truck. Cause I was driving on the highway up in the ladder rack. It was like longer than my truck. Just absolutely amazing that, um, that I picked up. So, so I got all that. I got it up into my loft on Saturday and then Sunday I was cleaning up some of the last of the fall leaves that are here. So that meant that by this morning, my back is done. <laughs> so, so today I did very little in the shop. I have all these jobs I'm supposed to be doing for the, the, uh, the escape room company and stuff. And, and instead I just, I spent a lot of time sitting on my butt watching the CNC go back and forth. I just took the data kind of experiment a little bit with the CNC machine and, and, uh, and use that a little, but what I have coming up and this is already done before today, um, is on black Friday every year. Now this is my fourth year. I've done a, a boycott black Friday video. And, uh, and it's one of my favorite videos of the year It's this sort of anti consumerism thing that I do like, Hey, don't go buying a bunch of junk du jour, make something meaningful is kind of the idea that I try to encourage everybody to do every day of their lives and all the time to think about their purchases. So I, I use black Friday as this opportunity to do this, like kind of kickback, you know? And, um, and so this is my fourth year. And I, I had this idea and I pulled it together and I had, um, you guys might know Paul Jackman, uh, Jackman works. Who? Uh, yeah. You don't, what he's. Yeah. I know Paul. Yeah. He's yeah. a good guy. But, uh, well, uh, I wouldn't is go he, that far. Is, but. <laughs> how, how do you know him? He's friends um, with Pat Leperier. So exactly. His exactly. judgment is questionable. Well, now, the, Oh, the Pat, he lives now, in Canada. <laughs> I'm ribbing Paul a little bit because he he ribbed me a little, and you'll you guys will see on Friday. I did a collaboration with Paul uh, that's coming out this Friday, um, and I'm really excited about it. Like I had this idea, I was going to put it together and do it on my own. Then I just contacted Paul, and I was like, "Hey, you know, I want to try this. Will you help me out?" And he was like, "Oh yeah, sure, Tim." You know, and uh, Paul just went above <laughs> and beyond. And uh, and made this. I like he like, was just like, oh yeah, sure, Tim, whatever. Yeah, like, well, like, yeah. <laughs> so cavalier about it. Yes. Yeah. And uh, but he just went. He just made this this fantastic contribution to this thing. And y y it'll. Is all he be wearing a skirt? Funny. Not this time. I was a little surprised because usually he likes to. But okay. <laughs> and it's okay. I'm taking cheap. Because I'd watch if he was punch. wearing if he was wearing a skirt. I'd watch. I I think that would be kind of cool. Oh, so you can start stalking him for a while. It's right down the street. How, how do you know I haven't been? I. I don't wait. You're stalking someone other than me. I'm jealous. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So, anyways, that's 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 I'm just really really excited about this. So on Friday, look at Paul's channel and my channel, and Paul's video is way better than mine. Um, but check those out on Friday. I'm I'm su- I just I don't want to tell anymore. Just it's gonna be huge, huge. Okay, huge for reals. For reals, that does sound exciting. I love Paul. I love I love uh, everything he does. He's an amazing amazing editor. Just amazing editor. What are you up to, Bill? What's your uh, what's your story for the week? So, my story got sidetracked because um, in order to be able to go to Boston, which I'm so excited about, um, you may not have known this, but this year I've taken a lot of time off of work. I used up all my time off. So, an opportunity came up this last week to work 12-hour days all week uh, doing the swing shift. And I took that because that equates to basically three days of time off that I'm going to use for the Boston trip, which was great. And, of course, I was thinking, well, I want to start on Casey's shoe rack. And what I would do is get up in the morning and just even an hour before going in because I was working from noon till midnight, basically. So I just I get up early. I I just start something. Well, that was on Monday and, and that didn't happen. <laughs> um, so then Tuesday came around and she tells me, hey, the girls and I would love for you to make a they want to paint the wall, one of the wall, sections of wall at the salon in chalkboard paint. And can you do that? And I'm like, well, yeah, but that's going to look awful. Let me build a, a matching frame that goes with the decor in the salon around it. It's like four by five foot. It's this big space because the holiday season is coming up with all the, let's just say with all the turmoil going around right now, what they're asking people to do, if I understand this right, it's just, if you want to write some positive message in chalk, do it in this slide. I think it's the neat, it's a neat idea. I'm like, yeah, of course yeah. I can do this. When do you need it? She says, Saturday. I'm like, of okay, which back to the, of, of this, like two days ago, Saturday. Okay. So, so at the end of my week of working 12 hour swing shifts. So again, I'm thinking, okay, I'll just get up early and I'll get out in the garage and do a little bit every day. So Saturday, when I haven't even started the project, I decided I did get up early enough. And so the video, and I did a video, is going to be about me starting, finishing, driving to Oakland, and installing this project all in one day. Wow. Sweet. So you'll get you'll get this, and that was in itself a 14-hour day. So you'll get to see me start off in the morning with enough coffee to where I look halfway alive and like I know what I'm doing. And then by the end of the day, when I sign off on the video, basically sounding like, you know, there it is. <laughs> da, da. Da, da. <laughs> but, it, but it was kind of fun because I filmed, I filmed the installation that was inside the salon and um, it turned out really super cool. If you watched on Instagram, I, I did a progress, mm. like all the steps up to leading up to it and the finished product. It was pretty cool. So that's what I was doing. So next project, uh, I guess will have to be Casey's shoe rack. Definitely that one. Nothing nothing else is going to get in the way. Unless she says so. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Well, it might be the topic that is this week's topic is, you know, sometimes you just find these things, you know, and then you just got to jump all over them. So uh, this week's topic is rehab, and it's not about drugs this time. It's about. I was going to uh, say that was a, my a long time ago, Phil. I don't. I don't go there anymore. Yeah, so I think you're mostly fine that. now. So no, that's a yeah. long time in the future for me. So. <laughs> <laughs> I got it well under control. I don't need rehab. <laughs> I can quit any time I want. <laughs> oh, can I do some Amy Winehouse? Let me do some Amy Winehouse, please. 
No, let's move on. Already, I don't have auto-tune installed on the recording. Yeah, we've already spent like half of our podcast time here. <laughs> we haven't even gotten to the topic yet. Oh, yeah, right. The topic. The topic is rehab. It's about uh, furniture rehab and all the projects that we've done rehabbing furniture. Well, it's not just about stuff we've done, you know, but about things that we can do is kind of, you know, also because I like to look forward and not just back. <laughs> and I like your can-do attitude. Thank you. Um, here, because, here. You know, or there, there. There, there's, there's so, I mean, I got started in this business because I would find furniture on the side of the road and fix it up. Right. And I imagine a lot of people kind of do that way or like out of necessity. And so furniture is one of those things we need. We start making stuff. I think a lot of our, our people that are listening here are, are people that make furniture a lot of times and, and whatnot. And so then the other thing is, is that you see furniture on the side of the road all the time. And, you know, some of it's like particle board and some of it's wood and this and that and the other thing. But one of the main reasons that, people get rid of furniture is that it goes out of style um, and it gets outdated and stuff. And so what I've been thinking about a lot lately is that, like, how can I take a, a table that's out of style and put it in style again? Because this so far it's like chalk paint or chalk paint, you know, it's like what you see a lot of with like these old bureaus and stuff, people just chalk paint them and, and give it that look, but that's going to go away and that's not going to be cool anymore. So in 10 years, we're going to be pulling that stuff off the curb. We're going to be stripping the chalk paint off and we're going to be trying to save this furniture again. So what's, what's next is kind of what I want to think about. Hmm. So you mean other than chalk paint or, or we could just chalk paint everything, but we can well, do better than that, right? We're all makers. We're not just painters. But but technically, don't we want to not do too much better? Because it sounds to me like what you're saying is there's a little bit of job security in chalk paint. I'm thinking <laughs> ten, 10 years down the road, and I've got more work. More chalk paint? That's true. You just yeah. cycle this in and out. The ebbs yeah. and flows of chalk paint and restoration. Yeah, I well, do I do a little just... bit of sewing, and I've got a pair of bell bottoms that have become skinny jeans and bell bottoms five times now over the years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he just I opens them up and closes them down. when those came back? You're like, what? Bell bottoms are back? They 1992 are, is them? the best. Yeah, bell bottoms are actually back. They're, They're starting back again to sell now? them in the stores. Third yes, time? it blew, oh it blew me away. I That's was like, "Holy it, smokes!" I tried oh. to talk Casey into that, and she almost punched me. I remember when I was like four years old, like wearing bell bottoms, and in my I hated them then. My parents were like, "Oh, I'll just wear these pants; they're so nice." I'm like, "I don't want to wear these damn things." Then in the 90s, everybody's like wearing them again. I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" Now they're coming back. I got to do that again. I well, it's been 20 again. years. It's a 20 year yeah. cycle and all this stuff. Yeah. And it, but it is with furniture design too. Like right now, like um, you know, mid-century modern is pretty big, huge. Right now. Yeah, and huge. Uh, you know, and that's sort of uh, trumping. <laughs> that's what you just said that. Uh, but, uh, I meant that, that legitimately. <laughs> I know that's sort of trumping the the chalk paint of a few years ago, and of this sort of like uh, I don't want to call it steampunk for furniture, but that sort of like retro, you know, uh, sort of rusticy thing that i think that was kind of it's kind of going out and it's a lot yeah. of it is kind of what i do you know um and it's not necessarily what i want to do but it's what i do because it's what sells i got started doing this stuff because i would just get crap off the side of the road and then make it usable you know one of my one of the first things i did in my married life was my wife had this this um great late late 60s early 70s rocker chair it's a super wide low comfortable kind of rock glider chair but it looked like santa's sleigh it was all that knotty pine with the curlies like accents on it just this really dated and tacky and it had this like navajo indian uh like fabric on it and stuff and we loved the chair but we hated looking at it and so one of the first things i did is i went i just basically cut all the curls off put square arms on the thing 
painted it black and I, I recovered the cushions with just a solid fabric. And, uh, and people like just, just last week, some, someone came over and sat down on the chair like, Oh wow, this thing is great. You know, it was like, um, so now, cause this is a big thing for upcycling and reclaiming is like all these dining tables are on the side of the road that nobody wants anymore that are actually made of wood. I mean, it's tough when it's particle board, but, um, what do we do with them? How do we, how do we rehab them? So are you talking about making it into a better looking, newer, more modern version of a dining table or just like reclaiming the wood itself from that? Well, whatever you think. I mean, both or, or neither, you know, I just, how do we like, it is, it does seem a shame to take something that has that much care and work because everybody has ever made a piece of furniture knows how much work goes into it. It seems a little bit of a shame to cut it into, into lumber again. I, but, I don't, you know, I don't feel guilty about that at all because I if don't somebody, anymore. if somebody, yeah, if somebody wanted to take the time to um, gently place it on the side of the road, I'm pretty sure me saving it from the trash heap is going to eliminate any guilt that I had felt. But I'm, so I'm doing both actually. Part of, part of Casey's um, shoe rack that I want to build is going to be from a China hutch that we had that we didn't like anymore. And I just kept it because it's all two inch thick wood and mm. this the you know the, the hutch part of it that comes down to somewhat of an l shape where there's a, like a glass cabinet on top those two boards are going to be the base of the shoe rack that i'm going to make i've also used that wood for the scott turner light table i made it was part of that china cabinet um and also part of that wood went into the uh dragon habitat which was also with a retro piece of old stereo cabinet mm. that i that i built so i mean so i kind of doing both you know, mm. but I, I don't know. I, I, I kind of like taking old furniture and either making it a different, utilizing it for a different piece of furniture. I know Phil's giving me the look because I said utilize. <laughs> I know. I'm I sorry. Like it just word. sticks in my head now. I know it's a head sticker. Yeah. Like a head turner, but a head sticker. Yeah. That's but anyway, I, um, so either make stock out of it or, or turn it into something different. Um, uh, Tim, I've watched you do that with, uh, MDF and part of a China hutch. You just reminded us of that today. Oh yeah. I think well, that it was, was MDF. Uh, some of it was, but most of it was wood. That was, uh, cause right. you know, when I, when I need to do something like that, I go looking for wood obviously, but yes, Phil. Well, I was going to say, you know, uh, Bill brought up the point of, uh, you know, somebody gently placing the item on the curb and you have no <laughs> issue, you know, uh, Matthias Wandel, who I, I watched like, uh, like YouTube heroin, uh, he, he one time, you know, he does a lot of reclaiming. Like he, yeah. he doesn't really, um, advertise himself as reclaimed at all. But no. if you watch him enough, you realize that basically all of the material he used, he salvaged out of the garbage or reclaimed from other purposes. So I love that. And, and one of the things that he, he found like this old desk. I think it was an old desk and he turned it into a workbench or whatever and he landed up cutting it and doing whatever he wanted it to it to make it fit. And then you look at like the comments in the uh in the in, in well the comments that he was getting, people were like, I can't believe you did that. That was a priceless antique and this, that, and the other. And and the guy <laughs> yeah, is usually yeah. kind of confrontational with his with his uh viewers and sometimes a little abrasive. But at this time I was so like rah rah go Matthias, because he's like I pulled it out of the garbage. Like, how much more <laughs> worthless is whoever throwing it out saying it is than it was in the garbage? Would it better if it was in a landfill? Not yeah. better that I cut it up and do what I want with it. So, 
So absolutely. If you That's... find it on the curb, do whatever you want to it. It is better than it being rotting away for a hundred thousand yeah. years, you know? That's what my whole you know, channel's all we, about. <laughs> we 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 often say too that, oh well if it's particle board or if it's press wood or where you know the sawdust with glue. But I remember Matthias finding a small uh, like two drawer cabinet that was made out of particle board and it was just kind of loose and he actually fixed it. Yeah. And added a couple pieces, I think, of backer board to one of the mm. drawers or something, but I and just brought it back to life, basically. Even particle board the guy reclaims. So just mm. yeah. So you can't always say that particle board is no good, although I personally don't like it, but yeah, I just it's think there's enough of like quality wood to not have to work with it. But if when I had you, to, yeah. I would. Right, you jump yeah. in the dumpster and there's a stack of particle board and there's a stack of plywood, which you're going to take home. You know, I mean, obviously, you you just that's not your first choice. But it's, is that before or after you take your ticket for trespassing? After the ticket. After the ticket. Yeah, I take both then. Days. Screw them if they're going to get me anyway. <laughs> they're going to be a ticket. Taking everything. Yeah. <laughs> I'm my, taking a damn dumpster. Can fit. <laughs> Darn dumpster! Oh darn! Yeah, right. Yeah. You already, you already broke, you already broke that window, pal. <laughs> yeah, I broke that seal <laughs> early. That's true. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but so you know th- that was a uh, an example we were talking about because now Bill, we'll we'll talk about this in a minute. He has a, a photograph that that accompanies this podcast. Um, but that was an example of it. Like that's I really enjoyed doing that. Like taking those like finding pieces of furniture and cabinets and and i did get a lot of flack actually for that bill that we were talking about i have an older video from september of 2013 <laughs> september 28th 215 or 28th something like that but um of uh of where i made a hutch out of two pieces of like dated furniture and i uh, and one of them was a record player and and i actually caught flack for that someone yelling at me for destroying the vintage electronics i'm like what are you gonna do you gonna use it the only people that wants that are guys like you that collect this stuff that has a hundred of them that nobody ever uses. You know, like I, someone's they're using this point they're recycling this thing every day now. What are you doing? You got a stack of fifty record players that, that some work, some don't, and they're in your garage. Big deal. When and you when die, you die, although, someone's going to throw them out. out of them. Yeah. If, if although somebody we know had an amazing idea with um, the old uh, vacuum tubes on making USBs out of them or whatever, I thought that was pretty ingenious. Oh yeah, yeah, that mm-hmm. is cool. Wanted, I'm trying to think of what I – if I ever find – the thing is, you know, all the cabinets I find, the old record players and, and the TV cabinets and whatnot, all the electronics are gone out of them usually, even the speakers. But the cabinets are almost perfect. It's kind yeah, of I guess whoever bought them probably bought them gutted and was using them as – you think? Or do you think they, they had the electronics? I, I – you know, a lot of times I'll notice that they've been gutted and changed around a little bit. So it's just – now it's, it's kind of like a um, – half-made cabinet the outside looks good but you open it up you can tell where the record player was yeah and they just they just laid in a piece of plywood to cover the hole okay or something yeah. you know what i'm saying I so a it's lot of that too yeah yeah it's like it's, it's, like it's i think it's like grandma left it to them and then it stopped working and they pulled the crap out and put their terrarium in there their bearded yeah dragons. or maybe put like <gasps> a, a desktop not built-in record player in there or whatever and then just kept it when they threw away the cabinet they put their Could they be. put their mini disc player in there how great were mini discs, by the way? You know, I had a I had a comment on my video this week of someone saying something about like oh double bass and vinyl uh, recordings, like you know full hipster mode or whatever. And I was yeah. thinking to myself, that was that was me playing. It was recorded on mini disc. That's not going to be hip for another twenty years. Oh, I don't know. I think those are good to go on being hipster. You think they're hipster already? Oh yeah. 
Oh, yeah, yeah for sure I, they are. I, I don't know what a mini disc is, so I'll leave that to you. I'll tell you, hip. it was a format that was fantastic, and it came out around 1994 or so, that and really? Sony pioneered it. It's in that area, yeah. and it was it was literally a mini CD, but it looked like a floppy disk, like a small yeah, a mini floppy disk, like the old computer ones. Yeah, and you could record onto them and, and do whatever you want, kind of like a cassette, but you could skip the Look, track. Tim is reaching down. It's one of these. Yeah, no, I, I have, have one right here. I have one. It might be in the other room, but uh, yeah, you can and you can re-record <laughs> on them, and you can yep. mark tracks on them. They're a musician's dream, because I would bring this to my gigs, which is how I have a lot of the music that's in my videos. I would just set it up in the corner somewhere. I had this little microphone, which is right up there. And um, yeah, and you could just, and so you just let it run. You could record like 90 minutes of music on the yeah. darn thing. And then you would listen back. When you listen back to it, whenever a song ended, you just push a button. It would make a track mark. And so then you would so you have all your tracks separated. You could and skip you could instead that. of having to fast forward. Yeah. Yeah. So you wouldn't have to like fast forward through 90 minutes to get to the next track. Brilliant. Yeah, they were great. Sorry about that digression, but, but yeah, I, I'm pretty I'm sure just really... that was... Um, that was really the Russians passionate. that destroyed that, right? I, 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 I no, MP3s destroyed. <laughs> no, MP3s destroyed the mini disc player. Yes, absolutely true. Let's now let's, let's wrangle this back beta. in. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about rehabbing furniture, which is a reclaimer's and or an upcycler's dream. Let's correct? talk specifically about the actual methodology. So, if either one of you, and I'm sure you both have, have rehabbed furniture, what are the steps you take to actually? do that are you using stripper are you sanding like crazy uh, you don't, honestly yeah. you don't need stripper on most of that stuff because the 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 finish on that is so thin after so many years yeah. that sanding it usually pops it off pretty easily okay and if you're ever going to use stripper i learned this from the furniture guys tv show 100 million years ago use the natural orange goo stuff that's you know orange is apparently are non-toxic, but they kill termites and they strip furniture. So buy the, the natural orange furniture stripper if you have to. Mm. Good to know. Yeah. But I mean, so again, you know, rehab almost sounds like I want to make sure what we're talking about. Are we taking, are we upcycling it? Are we turning it and do something different? Are we adding to it? Well, here's, here's a, it, we're not refinishing it because refinishing it is where you take some, you know, some Ethan Allen furniture or whatever and you make it look new again, right? New again, right. But the problem is it looks new like you just bought it in 1978 again. And that's, well, you could stain it another color. But you it, could do all kinds of stuff. Well, yeah, but you can chalk paint it or you could chalk paint it. But it's still like the same it's got the same curves, it's got the same details, it's got the same shape yeah. and design. I I, I personally want to like i like to see it. i mean i do there's some designs that are great that that are timeless and there's other designs that are very dated and i think bill had mentioned about 20 podcasts back about the oak um entertainment, entertainment centers that he sees on every corner because it, i'm the, in the 80s i remember those and you know and it's like yeah there's that you know and now nobody it's just dated and uh so how do you make that not dated how do you give that new life so instead of someone going to uh, a chain store and buying some import piece of MDF to replace it. How do you take that and make it so it looks attractive in your home again? Well, and I, I think that's why I like the, the, the term upcycle for it because mm. using that and creating something different out of it, it looks like an old record player when you're done. Maybe it's a whiskey cabinet. Maybe it's a, maybe uh, you can put a mini fridge in it. Maybe you can make a, a terrarium. You know, I, I don't know, but I'd, I'd love to hear uh, some ideas of what you could do. I know. I mean, it just depends. I've had a particular piece that we'll we'll put the picture of. Um, I've had it for over a year now. <clears throat> Excuse me, and I haven't had any um, 
It's been, I've stored it at work, so I haven't had to look at it every day, but I brought it home today and um, I'm excited about it. I think it can become a neat project. Uh, do we do a little bit more of a restore and maybe make it so it plays MP3s, but it looks like an old record player? That would be sweet we, with a Bluetooth yeah, like amp. That. Yeah. Yeah. Do I, you know, do I make it uh, into a different looking piece of furniture? Do I add something to the top of it, cut a hole in the side of it? You know, like I said, the last time I did something like that was when I built the dragon uh, enclosure, and that was an old, uh, a bigger, same type thing, but it was a, a console stereo. So it probably had like the eight track player, the record player, the radio, AM, FM radio. Can you, can you describe the piece that you have? I mean, people that listen can go and look at the picture because this, we're going to put it as the, the avatar for this. Podcast. Yeah, I mean, check the picture it? out. But the, the, the piece is like, a, it was, I'm imagining it was an old record player stereo. And the reason I say stereo, because it does look like it had a spot for two speakers on the bottom. Um, it looks like there was a record player when you lift the lid that went on one side and then it had a slot for albums on the other. So it's maybe what two by two square ish or so. If it was the same size as the one that I, I had. Yours was bigger. Yours was okay. bigger. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, I mean, so it's a small cabinet. It's got the, one of the things that attracted me to it and I don't know why, but it's, you know, the, the horribly out of date fashion fabric that they use to cover the front of those things. This is in pristine condition. So I'm trying to think of no matter what I do, I want to leave that, you know, even if I paint the thing purple and turn it into a, you know, a tool drawer, I want that, that fabric to still stay there. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I want to see is when you, you have something something that was made of quality, but it's dated because of the fabric and the cuts and the color. If you change the cuts and the color and leave the fabric, now you've got this new amazing thing. You know, you've created this new style and this, you know, and sometimes you can actually, you could create a genre that way. You know, I mean, uh, that was what I loved about the one that I had was that that fabric was in such good shape. So I ended up making that into a drawer. And I left the, I took the fabric off and I made it like a drawer front. So it looked like it was right. a speaker, but then it opened up. Um, but so, so now the shape of this particular piece you have, there's not a lot going on as far as there's not a lot of ornate. It's a box. It's yeah. basically, it's a box. It's, but it's, 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 it's like a early seventies. Yeah. yeah. Late, maybe late sixties, early seventies, even, I don't know, maybe mm. mid sixties. Um, square skinny legs kind of come out at an angle on the bottom. Well, there's, there's uh, something like those legs. Like if you were to replace those legs with steel, because the wood steel mix is very in right now, that would be something mm-hmm. that would make that old piece look new right, right there. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then obviously the, the, the color of the chalk paint that you use. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a huge part of it. Yeah. You know, I, I just, I don't do chalk paint. Neither I do just, I. You know, I, I'm not a chalk painterator, so. Mm. But I mean, the color of the finish that's on it, like, it, you know, the, those colors kind of like right now, like that in the '70s, there was that dark walnut was like really in, and then Ish, it sort of, yeah, it's, and then it's it feels like yeah. medium, yeah, yeah, medium, and then it went away for a while, but now it's kind of back. Um, but but the design of the furniture is different, so it doesn't look like '70s furniture. Yeah. I have I have a colored stain that um, I don't know how I came across it. I think it was when the girls were first talking about Manifesta and uh, we were trying different colors, but it's this, it's called Royal Something and it turned out to be absolutely not what I thought it was. It's basically purple <laughs> and, and it's fantastically purple. Awesome. And I'm thinking I need to incorporate that into this piece of furniture somehow. Have you done a Steve Ramsey inspired <laughs> video yet? Hmm. Um, yes. 
Have you done uh, a second the, one yet? Yeah, how many have you done? <laughs> <laughs> is this dye or stain when it's purple? Uh, it's Minwax, so... I guess really? it is stain then. Yeah, I thought the colors were usually dyes. I'll wait here. I'll wait here. You go check. This I was is just going, I was going through my my spray paint. I was like pushing it. I have like seven <sighs> cans of purple spray paint. Really? Yeah, I was left over from the TV show I'd gotten. Oh, right, right. Oh, but that good some, graffiti stuff. Yeah, I have I have like four or five cans of that and a couple other cans of other okay. stuff. And I was like, what can so I do? So check this out. It's 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 a mid Tim will like this. What does it say, Tim? Oh, the water based, yep. I recognize the label. Woodstein. So, so it's wood stain, but the color is called <laughs> and the reason <laughs> <laughs> Waiter Bassett. The, the, the reason I got this, it was on sale, number one, because somebody ordered it and didn't take it. And um, the color is called Royal Mahogany. I didn't know it's purple. Purple is the, is the color of royalty. Yeah, it's a straight up Mahogany purple, is so. not purple. I think this just is bad stain. It's gone bad. Yeah. Did you shake it? Yeah. You give it a little mixy mix? No. <laughs> shake what? Your money. What your mama gave you? What do you mean? The can, man. <laughs> my, my money maker. <laughs> so anyway, I think what I wanted to do was I, I wanted to ask anybody that's that's listening to this podcast to ignore you two for once, and um, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't ignore Tim and Phil. That that would make me sad. Um, but anyway, so we're gonna put up a picture of this, and is, the idea is is that. Send me some suggestions, and I want to pick one and then build it. Yes, because I love it. I, I I just think that would be fun. Number one, and it'd be a good example of what I think what we're all talking about as far as rehabbing an old piece of furniture that's kind of outdated or out of style. It's not IKEA. It's mm-hmm. not a cheap thing. It was. It's a nice little built cabinet, but it's just kind of a wooden box right now with a lid that lifts up on the top. So I want to do something different with it and send. See what we can do. What what you know what 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 are some other things, Tim? You've done this more than I have. What are some other things you can do to rehab? I mean, I've watched you rehab pinball machines into desks. So well, they they weren't furniture to be, to begin with, so it was a little bit different. Sure, it is. Um, pinball machine is absolutely a piece of furniture. Kinda. I mean, accent I furniture. Yeah, I yeah. don't want to have that conversation for twenty minutes. So we'll just move on. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! Just kidding. We can. I'm just kidding. Okay, um. Fine. And knowing us. So. Exactly. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, that was, I really got into that. Like, that, and I, I, I guess the reason I don't do more of it is because it's not as easy to sell. Like, nowadays, I basically, I make what people want, and then I right. I sell it to them. But, you know, when I started the business, I was making stuff, putting it on Etsy, and hoping someone liked it. So I was doing a lot of that, getting stuff for free or for cheap or whatever, and, and then rehabbing it. And, uh, and, and what's happening to me now is that I'm getting a little bit tired of putting barn wood on top of steel. Like I'm just, and I, I'm sure it's going to go out of style. And I, I was, I was tired of it a while ago. Um, but it's still what I'm doing a lot of. And so I'm like thinking about, so like, I just, you know, the Sterling Davis, uh, pallet upcycle challenge. Um, I took, I had this table that someone had given me, you know, was thrown away and that was a good video. Yeah. Solid maple. That That was a great video. Yeah, Dave Gagne, hopefully we'll do something with that soon. Um, but, so, you know, because he has most of it now. But it was like that solid maple 
table and you know i'm hanging on to it because it's a nice table and it's it could be fixed and and i just it kind of hit me it's like you know what no one's ever going to use this table. This table right now, as it is, I could I could restore this thing and do all that painstaking stuff that I hate doing to perfectly restore it and refinish it. And I could make this thing look immaculate. And I could get $150 for it if I'm lucky on Craigslist at a lo- or locally. If I'm lucky. Or I can cut this stuff up into the maple that it's made out of and make this $10 item and this $20 item, this $1,000 item, and this $50 item, and this, you know... Which is like one of the things I did with. I gave it all to Dave to go make stuff with most of it because I gave him the palette in the video in exchange for a bike. And then, um, and then I have, you know, the pieces that I have left. I made the, the, the musician's chessboard out of, for instance. Uh, and I made a few other things out of it. Um, so that's kind of where I've been now. But then I, I do want to put it back in, into the furniture world too. So is that the best thing to do is just cut it up, and make new furniture? I don't know. Well, you know, I've found that, uh, this stuff generally is worth more than the sum of its it's worth less than the sum of its parts. You know, like yeah. you said, this table, which you get 150 bucks, you could probably get $1,000 for making a whole bunch of smaller items out of that's probably significantly less effort than sanding the, every than little carved rows and all these things that, are, that adorn it along the sides. Well, well, it's like your junk car. You can get 150 bucks for it at the scrapyard, or you can sell it out for parts and make $1,000 in parts off it. Well, that's yeah. it. So that's exactly what yeah, we're talking we're, about. Let's make sure that we are talking about that. We're not talking about taking an antique... Um, and ripping it apart or, no, or maybe, painting maybe it. even taking an antique. Like I have, no, if it's, if it, it, was if in it the has garbage. value, if it, it, it has value to me, an antique is valuable. It's like, it's something that has actually, it's, you know, it's like a Corvette. It's gone up in value over the years. Well, it's, it's yeah, old, okay. it's pristine. It's got collectible, you know, if it's something yeah, collectible, here's one those pump organs. Uh, those, I get those pump organs. I got a whole bunch from a guy and they were basically like the Casio keyboards of the 1880s. These things are mass produced. They're beautifully made. The fronts are always made out of walnut or mahogany. And then the backs are made out of, you know, pine or poplar. The keys are real ebony. Uh, and then the, the mechanics are pine. And these things, they're just everywhere. Like they're, they're around here at least. They're really, they're really easy to get. And there's people that restore them and there's people that fix them up and stuff. Um, but there's nobody that, there's, there, like you could take one of these. I have two of them still in my shop right now. I might actually, I just found a new guy that restores them. I might give one of them to him because, uh, because it is so nice. Like this one actually could work again. It's made of oak. Um, but I just had another one. I just broke apart. I got all this walnut out of it. I just made this. Hang on. Look at this. I'll wait here. I just, I just made this. So I'm not the only one. And that's beautiful, of, by the this way. This is solid walnut from the front of an organ. And I just ran it through my CNC and put that cross that I made in the video a little while ago. Amen. Um, right? Amen. How much is that worth? More than that organ is worth restored. One little piece of it. Is it? Can you well, put let's a price talk on real, your well, soul, no, Tim. Let's talk real dollars. What is that oak organ worth, and what is your edifice to Jesus worth? <laughs> um, I don't really know the exact numbers off the top of my head. I mean, I imagine that I could sell that for thirty bucks, right? But I could make how many of them out of the organ? The well, okay. You well, have here's, to here's that. A, I don't know. Here's a, here's an actual real number. Is the um, the the ebony pendants necklaces i make i make piano yeah. key necklaces yeah uh, and i use the organs a lot so the organ has a smaller keyboard than a piano so there's like about 25 to 30 black keys or something on it um i sell those for about 25 to 30 dollars a pop so wow and i have i have there's a few failures you want to make them so we'll say only 20 of them survive okay. at 20 bucks a pop so there's 400 bucks right hold uh, on wait wait yeah that's 400 carry the Perfect. seven Yep, carry the seven. And then, <laughs> so, and that's just the black keys on the piano. 
never mind anything else you can do with all the other stuff. Is right? there ivory? No, the, well, no, the they don't. They're not ivory. The keys are wood with just a like a bakelite type. Material okay, because you said it was like from the 1880s or whatever. Yeah, but ivory was expensive and outdated then. Even like yeah. ivory. Right. I mean, you I would know, feel bad if it was ivory. If you had a top hat and you could afford a real piano, you might get ivory back then. But this is and this a is monocle. Monocle, you need, yeah. You need a monocle to go with your top and a railroad. <laughs> B and O railroad. B and O or the reading railroad. Anyways, uh, what oh, about? Yeah. <laughs> So, so what can you so get for the organ? Is, so just, I mean, I I can't imagine anybody fully restored. You yeah. know how much work it would take to fully restore? Those bellows are made of canvas or leather or whatever. You gotta, I mean, fully restored, I can't imagine it being worth that much. I can't imagine it being worth it. Just what the Black Keys alone is, as necklaces are worth. I can't imagine it. So, so, so what would be the purpose of rehabbing a piece of furniture then? What, well, what are we talking about? Why are we doing this? If, if, we're, if we're rehabbing the piece of Great furniture, you know, what are, are we trying to are – are we restoring it or are we rehabbing it? We're, we're, I think we've already decided rehabbing is different. The idea is to right. take it and give it value again. So if you find a dated tacky bureau with big curly cue feet on it in a dumpster and then you can cut the curly cues and make a square, paint it black, whatever, add some steel accents, put some new handles on it and sell the thing for 200 bucks. You got a couple hours into it, a couple bucks into it. It becomes it's profitable for you. It's not going to the landfill. You're making money. You're making someone happy and saving them money because they're not spending new dollar prices on some piece of junk they're going to throw away in a couple of years anyways. If it's you know a good solid piece, good bones that you're starting with, it seems like a win-win-win. Yeah, is I agree. It, is, I like that. Is it worth the work? I think so. I was thinking about, um, as Bill was asking that question and you were answering it, about uh, Rod Reyes's uh, – what was the thing <laughs> exactly. that he built? Exactly. It was that bureau and, and it's yeah, like – it a bureau. And it's, I think it's like the Theseus's ship paradox yeah. of freaking bureaus. It's <laughs> I like, I think only the most flimsy part of it is the original part. And he rebuilt from scratch everything else. And yes. it came out stunning. Yeah. But that was I a mean, different thing. He was making that for himself. I mean, he was 100%. Making it, right. he I'm just saying, like, don't get to it. that if yeah. it's a business. If it's for yeah. fun, then what he did was stunning. Like, uh, amazing. Beautiful. And, 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 and the, the thing was so wonky to be in. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh my god! And, and yeah, let's keep that in mind. If, don't follow that model. <laughs> let, let's let's keep that in mind for anybody that might be interested in sending uh, me an idea on what to do with this piece. Um, I'm not. I have all the time in the world. Uh, I, I'm not trying to make a lot of money on it. I would love for some interesting and creative Rod ideas. Reyes, we want your idea. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what torture? I mean, fun? Do you want Bill to go through uh, custom made? Cabriole legs? Um, I'm hoping it involves lots of handmade molding. <laughs> yeah. And, well, and I didn't say I was going to do what. Yeah, just trust me. Think think about how I make things, and um, and then give me some ideas. And I, I will try my best to interpret what it is you thought you wanted me to make. I think you should ebonize the whole thing, which is I think fancy word of just setting it on fire, or, or black spray paint. Yeah. 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 Whatever. I think mine's funner, but whatever. I've done that before. I, actually, that was a great. I have. That was a great yeah. piece of upcycling. For I had a, uh, a grandfather. Jimmy, Jimmy uh, they just did their um, picture frames from the tin type glass that he yeah. had. Oh, yeah, that's the, right. I saw that. Yeah, they I made those a, crispy charcoal frames. I had a grandfather clock, and it was a beautiful clock, but the mechanisms didn't work. And um, and again, I'm sure there's some clock guy out there that's hating on me right now. But so I took the mechanisms mm. out. I still use the no, weights in my shop. I, I put a couple I think shelves, we, including a hidden compartment, and I burned the whole thing. And I painted a few gold accents on it and sold it to a horror movie fan. Cool. It was awesome. It looked like it was right out of the Adams family. 
I'd like to take a moment to just interrupt and be obnoxious and say that um, I just found out that Izzy Swan just opened uh, uploaded a video. In case anybody was wondering, two oh. days ago. Oh, well, let's no, 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 just now. Let's yeah, because they're listening to it in two days from now. Oh, never mind. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> two days ago, Izzy released a video. <laughs> Casey, this is a cue for you to smack him and talk some sense into him. <laughs> we'll wait. Okay, great. Um, I, the, the, <clears throat> anyways, uh, the only actually, I was curious to hear from you guys some some real practical advice and and how to about how to do this stuff because the only restoration I've ever done or upcycling or whatever it was was I I bought uh, my old Delta contractor saw it really was in bad shape when I got it and the stamp steel wings were like all kind of disgusting so I actually did use some of this I guess pretty bad stripper. And I stripped it right down to the bare metal, and then I primed and painted it, and I did that with the base as well. And that that's really been my only experience with uh, with restoration. I was kind of excited for this topic to hear some, you know, uh, what do we call it, like the the practical advice that people sometimes want to hear from us. So I thought maybe if, if Tim or Bill, either one of you, if you like, walk us through what you would do. Well, I, I, mean, I can go real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Um, so. Uh, with this particular cabinet, the first thing you got to do is decide, do you want to, again, restore it or rehab it or make it into something different than what it was intended for? So if I was going to restore it, I would not restore it with um, trying to find on eBay a 1965 record player, but I would make it a music player. Uh, you know, like I said, maybe a MP3 player, Bluetooth or something like that. So it's still the same purpose, the small cabinet that plays music. Um, or if you rehab it, you're going to use it for making it into a different piece of furniture altogether. Um, at least that's what's in my mind. Now, you could just cut it up and use the wood for anything, but that's the first things I would do. As far as stripping it, we've talked about I like the uh, um, orange product stripper. It's environmentally safe. It doesn't you know, want to like melt your flesh off of your bones. Yeah, that hurt. Um but again, most often, some of the stuff, the, the varnish or the shellac that is that they use back then is so thin, you can literally, just a palm sander makes it. If you watch me make Scott Turner's table, I it was very easy to sand off that finish that was on the, that piece of wood, which was basically from the late 60s, early 70s. Mm. So there's, there's a couple of practical ideas as far as how to get it ready for whatever you want to do. But that's kind of the point. What do you want to do with it? I like yeah, the idea well, of uh, of somebody like turning this almost into a business of like finding something on the side of the road and like it's a hunk of junk and then just totally turning it into a product they could sell for a few hundred bucks. That's called Tim Sway. <laughs> well, Sway Tim Sway for sure. That was that was what I was doing. Uh, you know the, the <laughs> Tim Sway. <laughs> He's like the Beatles, season. basically. He's the Beatles of making stuff. <laughs> you know, before oh. Sergeant Pepper. I don't. I don't play live anymore. It's just right. studio now. So pedestrian. <laughs> so Memorex. <Yeah. laughs> the um to to add to what Bill was saying though, because I think you were asking about the finishing in general. Like one of the that's like the hardest thing if you're in, into the rehab and you want to like restore it is that if if there's a lot of detail because a lot of the older stuff did have that detail is it is very difficult to get in those cracks and stuff. And yeah. It's really, just it's patience. You can use those nasty chemicals, but even them. You know, there's heat strippers are great for getting some paint off, but really, you know, if you start at 60 grit and you just sand, that's going to be your best bet most of the time. But the great thing about if you're rehabbing, and this is why chalk paint is so big, 
is that if you just start with 120 or 150 grit, just sand the whole thing lightly, you can put a coat of primer, a coat of paint, that shock paint will stick right to it, and then you yeah. can just, bam, you can just paint right over it. You don't worry about saving the finish, and don't worry about saving the wood. Um, so There's also, a gla- to go along with that, Tim, there's also a glaze technique, too, which I like to use. Yeah. The, um, yeah. It, it makes it look like, so it, it, it actually ages whatever, you, it, it, almost like a, a brown stain, but you would put a paint on it. Don't worry about all the nooks and crannies. You put the glaze over it, and when you wipe it off, the glaze stays into the nooks and crannies, and it gives it this antique look. So it's oh, cool. it's not chalk painting, but it's antiquing looking. Is it that your crack. own, I mean, or it just, is that a thing? No, it's a thing. Just What's it called? Oh, uh, the product I have... Uh, it's called Rust-Oleum Decorative Glaze, and it really does make it look like it's just an old antique piece of Ooh. furniture where it's aged. It makes it look aged. I like that. Um, most of Casey's salon I, I did in this weathered I, – I do this effect to the wood, and then I'd also start sanding it again to where just the, the grain that raises gets sanded bare. So it looks like an old piece of driftwood or an old piece of weathered barn wood. Um, but the glazing, if you paint something white, you put this glaze on it, it's going to turn it that – off-white with oh. a bunch of dark in the corners and the nooks and crannies. So it looks like an old piece of furniture. It's a lot of fun, and it's way more cooler looking than chalk painting. Yeah, Not that. that there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, no, no. 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 no chalk, Listen, I, it's 2016. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you, is it, can you, to get the sand, the little nooks and crannies, like maybe this is crazy, but can you get from Harbor Freight those little cheap sandblasters that you use with a compressor? Would that work? Yes and no. Um, I have with one. furniture, I don't know if I would do that though. It what happens? It clogs the sandblaster really fast because you're putting a whole. It'll come off in bigger chunks and it yeah. clogs up the the sandblaster. Where when you're sandblasting metal, it's usually rust and things that you're trying to get off of it. I don't, yeah. I don't know. I've I've done it on wood before, and if the wood is pine or it's a soft wood, it'll it'll beat the hell out of the wood. Right. So, Even a power washer can can beat the hell out of a wood. Power oh, washer yeah, so is actually. Good. I would do that before I'd sandblast. That's yeah. a good idea too. You got to leave it out in the sun for a while to really dry, though. You know, but um, but but again, if you buy a stripper, if you're willing to take the time and buy a good eco-friendly stripper, like I said, there's an orange product out there that I've used for years and years. It's amazing. Let it do what it's supposed to do, and you leave it sit, and then you just take a toothbrush or something for all those looks and crannies, and it comes out pretty easily. Mm. You, you, know, you know, for for me, like I don't have the patience. For that. <laughs> I don't either. And, uh, and, but that's also a lot of those nooks and crannies are what makes something look dated. So if I have a, like, say I got a dining table and it's got some kind of ogie or augie, however you pronounce that. OG. OG, thank you. You know, tr- uh, original gangster. Yeah, exactly. You know, around the edge and it's, uh, there's all these shapes and stuff. What I'm probably going to do is just cut all that off. And then I have just a solid flat surface I can sand. And now I'm starting over again. Like, that's sort of how. Like that, like the, the chair I sort of opened up with that, you know, I had these big arms with these big curly things. I wasn't going to get in there and get all that provincial stain out of there or whatever. So I just cut them off and I just made them square rectangles, you know, you know, Izzy's show. I remember some of his earlier videos. He showed, I was talking about this glazing product, but really all you need is some black spray paint. He's done yeah. the same thing to where yeah. you literally just put some, like it's almost an overspray in the nooks and crannies and it creates this old look. Yep. Like a weathered old antique and that, look and to then you can paint furniture. Over it after that, and just leave those. Paint out over it after that, leave yep. that off. It's the same yeah. thing with like using a router to carve something. You you paint inside that Spray and then sand off the top, off. Yeah. and 
yeah. like this that I just made. Like like that that people can't see that Tim's holding yeah. up. <laughs> no, I forgot. Sorry. <laughs> it's an edifice to Jesus. Um, yep, that's what some people would call it. That's what it is. The knee TJ. I call it right. money in the bank. <laughs> <laughs> it's called that's sacrilegious, Tim. It's actually a gift, but uh. <laughs> well, that's you know what tis the season, brother. Tis that's, the season. Yes, that's right. <laughs> okay, right. awkward cricket noise uh, in the background. Awkward religious silence. <laughs> By the way, I I did not want that. For Christmas, just in case you were wondering, that wasn't <laughs> okay. on my list. Thank you. Yeah. All right, I think we uh, I think <clears throat> we rehab the hell out of this topic. Let's move on to uh, what we're watching. Uh, who should go this week? Tim, I got a question for you because the link you sent me was your own video. So is that who you're? Uh, is that who you're? Promoting? It's not his own video. Not you own weren't video. paying attention. <laughs> I was not. I was not paying attention. I guess. No, it's uh, it's Opa's workshop, and he wrote. Uh, he made a video this week called "Tim Sway's Inspired Hourglass Upcycle," and he took two Patron bottles and he made a giant. Three minute long hourglass out of them, oh, and he and he I'm dedicated sorry. it to me, which I me. thought was sweet. And he's a super nice dude, and he's a, a avid supporter, and and uh, you know exchanges conversation with me online, and and uh, unlike some members of the podcast, so uh, <laughs> I exchange conversation with you almost daily. Uh, I exchange uh, conversation with you both weekly, so you just ignore the restraining order. So <laughs> <laughs> we we love Opa. I just yeah, got Opa's his awesome, uh, a sticker, I think, from him, and um, we love him. Yeah, super nice guy. Active member of the community. Video. He had this this great video, and he dedicated it to me, and it was super touching. So that's my video pick of the week. Sweet. I, I had other ones, but I booted them for this. So you, you said, Opa. did you free boot them? So there. No, but that's happening like crazy right now. I know, right? Yeah, not cool. Uh, yeah, not to us, but you know, to the guys. We're irrelevant, so. All right, uh, so let's, Phil. Why don't you go next? Because I have a feeling that Bill's going to take a while. Ah, uh, fair enough. Mine, mine's going to be a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, we're running out of time, so we'll just. Okay, see. fair enough. No worries. Mine is uh, mine is Billy McCord. He. Nice. Uh, Love he's an Billy. awesome dude. He's got some great videos. He's really doing a lot of reclaim stuff and. Um, and he doesn't have too many subscribers, so I'd like to see that change. So check out the link and subscribe because he's got some really, really great stuff. He did a passive cell phone speaker, which I really liked. He did a chair, which I think is really a hard thing to do or certainly something that I want to do. So I watched that one a couple of times, and uh, and I think I'm going to give that a shot. But he's got some really, really cool stuff, serving tray, tables, all kinds of stuff. So check him out and sub. Yes. Yay. Salutes. I give oh, it oh, the okay. floor unto you. Well, the, the first thing I want to talk about is something that I had no idea about. And I think if you, if you listen to the gist of this, it's it's pretty amazing. There's a maker out there. He's actually a machinist. And his name is Chip Shuey, I think. Not Sway. Shuey. And it's spelled S-C-H-U-E-T-T. Look him up on Facebook. And what you're going to find out is Chip started losing his vision a couple of years ago. And he's legally blind now. And he is an avid and loves machining. He's a machinist. And he was actually, he contacted us because our last couple of podcasts, uh, Tim had gotten his new CNC and it's something that's near and dear to Chip's heart. But basically what he's doing is he's got a GoFundMe. And I know we, you know, we all have seen and done and played with GoFundMe's before. Check out Chip's Facebook page. There are links to his GoFundMe there. 
And I didn't know this was even possible, but he can actually still be a machinist with the right type of technology. Um, gauges, depth gauges that, that actually make a noise when they're set at a certain way. I mean, it's just all kinds of different things. This, this guy's legit. He's amazing. And, uh, Chip, if you're, if you're listening and I think you are, um, uh, we want this to be, uh, achievable for you to become, back into the shop and do your work again. So can you imagine uh, a blind machinist? I mean, how how cool and amazing is this? I know. I just want to see that. I get so excited about this technology. And I, I, I just want to see that happen, you know? This, like, like I, I see yeah, I mean, I'm blown away. that machine already that, that, uh, that does that, that does the voice reads his calipers. I'm like, what? Right. You know, well, I, I think on his Facebook page, there's a video of him with a, another, uh, uh, another, I don't know if we're supposed to say blind. I don't know, man. A guy seeing impaired machinist, um, but the, to see, to, I I just didn't know this was a thing. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think a lot of us, a lot of us ourselves, are blind to the fact that there's people out there doing amazing things with <laughs> slight disabilities, and I, I don't know. What I, was I, that? I swear to God, I, honestly, did you just win a prize? <laughs> I just meant, well, Chip said he'd send me a thousand dollars, and a, <laughs> that no, was no. the <laughs> Listen, okay. um, check we'll out, put check our phones out, on silent. Check out Chip Schwett or Shway. Um, again, S C H U E T T. He's got links to his GoFundMe there. Um, just give this if, if you're going to help somebody out, you know, I, I've seen GoFundMe's for people that want to, like, you know, get their cat groomed. I think we could probably do Chip some love. Uh, this is one of those where I think it would it, it it's going to make everybody feel good. I just want to see it. I just think it's amazing, and I, I'm glad to be alive in this time that that can happen. That being said, I wanted to give a shout out to. Um, uh, I know we already talked about Jimmy, Dave, and Bob, and we probably don't want to keep talking about Jimmy, Dave, and Bob all the time. So let's leave Bob out of it, and we'll talk about Jimmy and Dave. <laughs> and I have a, I, well, what I have a little. Just wait, just wait, just wait. Okay, I have a little bit of a beef here. I have a little bit of a beef, and I'm not afraid to say it. I'm not. So they get to their point in their podcast, in their show, which is amazing, Boston 100. We're going, you know, open, you know, passing out crackers, whatever our jobs are going to be. But they get to the point in their show where they say, what are you watching? And David says, hey, I'm watching Tim Sway because he made this really cool um sled out of some stuff and it was really cool and i made a sled too and you should check out mine they're different but tim sway's great he got that kind of a shout out and jimmy talked about me too oh but guess what that was about because their their topic was about you know um being safe and stuff like that so yeah you guys remember when lutz got a nail in his face (laughs) (laughs) yeah that was awesome yeah Yeah, so I'm, i'm just saying i get a nail on my face and that's special but tim makes a a a, a sled on his table saw that it's actually functional, easy, and amazing, and he gets all the love. I sacrifice my body. He's just smart. I'm taking one for the little guy again. I didn't get mentioned again. at all. What are you complaining about? Who are you? Exactly. Right. What was that? Hang on, we're getting some feedback. Yeah, I got some <laughs> feedback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice guys. Anyway, um, if, if anybody's not listening to Making It, I, I don't get you. They're all but, listening uh, to Making we, It. Don't worry about it. They all are. We love those guys so much. I just thought We're that was funny. I'm like, wow, Jimmy right said my name. And then Tim gets this big old shout out. Anyway, um, so who, 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 
who am I watching? Who, what am I, what, what do I want to link to? Um, well, I'll tell you. Just like Tim, who, who got somebody out there that made a tribute video for him, I cut, the, I cut to the chase. Brian Lane of Wooden Creations, he just sent me money. So I'm going to give him a shout. Okay, they're both looking at me. No, that's not what happened. Okay, check this out. Do you remember a while back, Jimmy started this paid forward thing? And then I tried, to, I got into it a couple of times on Facebook. I sent somebody a tool, just said, hey, send somebody else something you don't have. And it was like this obligated thing, like a pay it forward thing, where if I send you something, I'll pick a number from one to a hundred. You know, we made it this thing and it fizzled out every time. Well, here's some people that just decided to pay it forward for no other reason, no obligation. We're not asking anything from anybody else. And it started with Vigilant Woodworks, I think helped. And these guys are all on um, Instagram. I don't know if they all have YouTube channels, but my guy does. But Vigilante Woodworks heard that Cutthroat Woodworks needed a sander and, and helped him out with that. Well, he thought that was cool and sent something to Lopine Love, is another person, who sent something to Wooden Creations, which is Brian Lane, who then contacted me and said, Bill, you're just a guy that likes to give shout-outs to everybody. You can utilize the platform that you have. And uh, I just want to send you a gift card to Lowe's, man. No no obligation, no nothing. If you want to give this a shout and keep it going, that would be great. So that's what I'm doing. I think this is cool. I'm going to come up with something to send to somebody just because. And I appreciate, Brian, that, that, that you're in something like this. So my challenge to people out there listening to – you. Just send somebody something. Why not? If you know of another maker that needs something, whether it's 10 bucks or um, an old pair of uh, channel locks that you have, do that. And let's play this pay it forward game, but with no no obligation. Just do it. Maybe surprise somebody. Maybe it only goes one time, but if we get a thousand of us to do that a thousand times during this time of the year, I think that's kind of what it's all about. That's why it touched me. That's why I want you to check out Brian Lane, the name of his YouTube channel is Wooden Creations with a Z at the end, all one word. Um, he's a member of the Jimmy Duresta License Plate Club, and he did an amazing video where he took a couple of wrenches and welded them together as a license plate holder. It's kind of neat. Um, he's made a knife, uh, a mold, mobile welding table. He's done cutting boards, trestle tables. He even did a Mickey Mouse bandsaw box. And I don't mean Mickey Mouse like it was you know hokey. I mean like actual Mickey Mouse bandsaw box so that's my pick that's who i'm watching that's all i have to say great great you sure good stuff i usually like to give it a couple of second buffer because usually something else he remembers and then that kicks right in i know i'm trying to behave you guys are threatening my job with izzy all day long (laughs) and then now that i'm trying to behave usually you go last phil and then he he adds like six or seven things in while you're trying to speak and so that was why I thought if oh, you went so, first, then he so would have smart, to. So smart, Tim. That's a good way to do it. That's a good way to do it. This is, I'm, I'm honestly, this is abusive. If I was six years old, you guys would be in trouble. We wouldn't be doing this with you with a six year old. Yeah, that'd be creepy. Yeah. Yeah, that's not the first time I've heard that. Meanwhile, we have a six year old doing our, our voiceover at the beginning. <laughs> exactly. That's different. He's first of all, we're being really nice hey. to him. We also we also knew that he was going to do that in advance. Okay, get it? Because I said I, that. Yeah, yeah. That was listen to the, listen real closely. That's about uh, three thousand people rolling their eyes in unison. <laughs> <laughs> you can hear the the eye fluid oh, and then the lid closing. Kind of gross. Yeah, it is gross. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if they do it in the morning, that means they got that little grumbly that's right there in the corner. 
On Instagram, Sorry, I... Twitter, and YouTube, I'm Phil Pinsky. And uh, MakerTechReviews.com, check it out. Get back to me. Yada, yada, yada. Phil? Uh, WilliamLutz.com. Thank you, Justin. And you can find everything about me, Tim, Phil, and my uh, Manifesto Salon from Casey. And Justin, Make, Build, Modify. Everything's right there in Bearded Dragons that I utilize. Yes, and uh, TimSway.net for me, as well as anywhere else in the uh, interwebs as Tim Sway. And uh, I will see you on Black Friday on my YouTube channel or Paul Jackman's, whichever one you prefer. Nice. 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 Contact us for show topics, suggestions, feedback, uh, you know, all, all that good stuff. We love hearing from you either by email, info at reclaimedaudiopodcast.com or hit us up on Twitter at reclaimedaudio. Um, the other thing that I want to talk about real quick is Patreon, patreon.com slash reclaimedaudio. Best way to support the show and help keep us on the air. Um, we've gotten a good amount of support. We really, really appreciate it, as you probably heard in last week's episode where we sort of named off everybody. And it's an incredible testament to the generosity of this community. But uh, if you are listening and you can't support, we'd really appreciate it. And uh, the last thing I want to talk about is iTunes. Uh, go ahead and take, I don't know, a couple of minutes. Leave us a review. really helps in growing the podcast because it ranks us up there in the search results that iTunes has. I don't know how their algorithm works, but I assume the more reviews and the more listens you have, the higher up you rank. And that's what we need. So, you know, to One thing on that, the iTunes review thing, um, please don't think it has to be all um, fluffy puppies and butterflies um, because we've gotten some feedback that was um, helpful, a little bit critical, and just, you know, we really read everything that you guys have to say and we try and, and take that to heart when we make, when we make the show. So just let us know what you think really is what we, we, we really are excited about on the iTunes. Quick little add to that. Say whatever you want in the comments, but click five stars because when you click less than five <laughs> oh, yeah, stars, yeah. that's not good. Yeah. So write yeah. whatever you want, but you got to click five stars. So that's super. Unless important. you really, 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 really hate us, then of course we're not going to tell you how to vote. Yeah, well, we're just going to tell you not listened. to vote. We'd prefer it if you didn't, but uh, <laughs> we're, we're assuming that you haven't gotten 55 episodes in at this point, so I think we're, we're okay. Now. We're all on the same team. So, but well, yeah, no, as, as long even if you just write a smiley face, I mean, that's awesome. That works. Yeah. That, that as works. long as we're self-promoting, I'd like to say that I videotaped that build in one day, and I'm going to be editing it tomorrow. So by the time this podcast comes out, I'll probably have a video out. That's right. I said it. I'm promoting myself. Watch my video. I feel like this whole podcast is self-promotion. Isn't that, it is. Absolutely. Is that what we're doing here? No. I'm or trying to – I thought you said – I thought you yeah. said this helps um, um, uh, Peter Pockets or whatever it is. I don't know what that means. And on that yeah. note, thanks, everybody. Thank you and be Bye, good. Bye, everybody. <laughs>